I'm Kari. And, and this, this is, is Expecting, Expecting Expats. Expats. Welcome to episode 7 of Expecting Expats. Uh, in this episode, we're going to talk about how we prepared for giving birth. Because yes. as we were saying, like, once you're pregnant, <laughs> you know at some point yeah, you have to give birth. Exactly. I almost... I don't know if you have ever ridden a roller coaster, but I felt like when you're going up on a roller coaster and you're just going up and up and it's like, tick, 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 you know, cause it's going <laughs> yeah. and in your mind, you're thinking this has to go down. Yeah. Somehow I have to get back down to the ground. <laughs> yeah. I don't no know how it's going to happen. Yeah. I don't know how I'm going to feel, Yeah. but I have to get back down to the ground. This is every time I get on a roller coaster ride yeah. and this is kind of how I felt. With, when I was pregnant, there was this almost, oh my gosh, yeah, this baby has to come out of me. Whether they cut it out of me, whether I give birth to it, it yeah. is coming out and I have to prepare for it. That's so. a good way to describe it. Yeah, that's really... And you start realizing it for real when you are getting closer, I feel like. Oh, yeah. The third trimester, you're like, it's soon. like Oh, yeah. It, and it's going to happen. Like it, You have to accept it somehow. Right. And I mean, so basically, I think... When you start realizing that it's a baby, and I know some people realize it at different times mm-hmm. within their pregnancy, or not maybe realizing it's a baby, but realizing, okay, this is going to come out, then we start preparing for birth, you yeah. know? What's it going to feel like? And I mean, how did you then prepare for the birth? Yeah, uh, I did some different things. Uh, so in Denmark, the most, or at least one of the most popular methods mm-hmm. is called pain-free birth. That's, pain-free. That's what it's called. Pain-free uh-huh. birth. So it's very, very promising, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, of course, I couldn't do like the actual courses in Denmark, but I bought, there's a book and then there's some sound files. Ah, okay. And basically what it's about is very like about visualizing your birth. Mm-hmm. And preparing, like, practicing, like, an image you're going to have in your head when you're giving birth. And Uh it can be, like, running up uh, a hill, like, a hill that you know in real life that Uh you imagine, like, that you are running when you have contractions and that you have to, like, sprint, sprint, sprint. Yeah. um, For however long. Like, it's usually 30 seconds to one minute. I don't remember. Yeah. so that, and then there's like breathing exercises. It's called uh, laboro breathing. Ah, okay. And uh, that you practice also with these sound files. Ah. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, practicing. And it's like fast breathing. So it's like... Yeah, yeah. That kind of breathing. So I would do this. Like I read the whole book and uh-huh. you have to start. It says like when you have to start practicing and how often you have uh-huh. to do it. Okay. And yeah, I would do this. I remember on like car rides and stuff like in the shower, <laughs> I would like do these weird breathing exercises. Yeah. Uh, felt a bit silly, but I had been recommended this from some Danish friends. So okay. Like, Let's okay. give it a try. Pain-free birth. Here yeah, we yeah. go. <laughs> yeah. That sounds great though. <laughs> Yeah, and then I also wanted to do uh, something together with my partner. Mm -hmm. So we signed up for just like a one-day class here in Frankfurt. Oh, yeah. Like for English speaking. There was one for English speaking. Uh Uh, Because I I mean, I'm very impressed that you do a lot of things in German. 
with your doctor and everything but for me I'm just like okay, let's find someone I can communicate with in English yeah, because yeah. I want to make sure I don't misunderstand yeah uh, yeah so we did a full day where um, she just went over all like what happens physically mm-hmm. and I think some different positions you can get in and yeah she also did a breathing um exercise which i found really helpful actually mm-hmm. uh, when i was in labor uh-huh. and it was she showed like how far you can walk on one breath when mm-hmm. you breathe out if you don't make a sound if you make like a screaming sound like high sound or if yeah. you make like a low deep sound Yo. and then you have to walk while you breathe out uh-huh. and if you make like a deep sound as you breathe out you can walk the furthest right Anyway, I maybe it doesn't make any sense. But when you are But breathing's the most important, I would say. Breathing is the most labor. important. So yeah. making those sounds then instead of the high pitched Yeah. Instead of screaming, it like if you make a deep sound. Yeah. Uh, it helps. Because yeah. it, it helps when you're breathing out, not breathing in, but when you breathe out. Yeah. When you have contractions. I'm over here trying to breathe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anytime <laughs> someone speaks about breathing, I start <laughs> Okay, let's breathe. Um, Okay, interesting. I mean, did you watch a lot of YouTube videos? Did you have any, you know, um, listening to different podcasts or anything like that? Yeah, my partner just reminded me this morning because I asked him, (laughs) what what did we do to prepare? And he said we actually also watched uh, some YouTube videos of births. Uh Not like the ones where it's not like showing the head coming out or anything, but just like... A little bit like, okay, what does it look like in the hospital? Uh-huh. And things like that. Just the different phases. And that was helpful. Yeah. And personally, I have become obsessed with births. And I already was like a year before right. uh, giving birth. Like I listen to a lot of podcasts uh-huh. about births. Yeah. It's my favorite. I don't know why I still do it now. <laughs> Every week I listen about like It's such births. a happy thing when yeah. I see people having babies or anything on Facebook, Instagram. I'm so happy. For, I'm just so excited. Yes, I them. get like so emotional. Yeah, yeah I get emotional like, as oh well. God. I'm like, remember. <laughs> yeah. So I love, yeah, I listen to a lot of birth stories, which also help me kind of prepare that mm-hmm. everyone has a different story. Yeah. You cannot plan how you want your birth to go. You cannot predict what's going to happen, but you can just try to prepare for, I mean... You can prepare prepare that you are out of control. Yeah. Just try to focus yeah, on your breathing and go with the flow and do what feels right. That's, yeah. Because that's the thing. I was watching a lot of YouTube. So I read I read a couple books, but more about raising children. Yeah. You know, raising children in uh, a different country than where you're from mm-hmm. kind of understanding I'm going to be raising uh if we stay in Germany as an American and my husband's Swedish we'll be raising a little German yeah you know um just because the educational system and I'm not saying it's a bad thing it's just a fact they'll speak German I don't want to say it's their native language because English and Swedish is in the home but mm-hmm. She'll be better at German than me. She'll yeah. probably be embarrassed. But she'll be strange. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She'll be She's like, mommy, that's not how you say that word. I don't know how to say umlauts here. But um, no, so I, I did a lot of that kind of prep work. But then 
my second third, then I realized, oh, wow, I need, I need to focus on the birth the itself birth. and not yeah. really just raising a child. <laughs> that comes um, later. Yeah, I, I, that comes later. But um, so I started watching a lot of YouTube videos on, I follow this one person, I can even link them down, but um, it, she was more, she's from California and she's a doula or what Germans might say, like a hibama. Mm-hmm. And she was very pro, um, like women, I mean, she's, her title is like built for birth. Like women are built to give birth naturally. Yes, you can, she was very, hey, if you want an epidural, if you want all this C-section, whatnot, but if you want to try a home birth or if you want to do, um, going to the hospital without doing any epidural, um, she kind of leads you into ways of understanding that. So I watched a lot of her videos, how you can move, how you can sit, where, what, you know, what positions you should be in. And so Eric would sometimes come in the room and I'm, you know, (laughs) kind of on the couch, like with my, my (laughs) head, like on the ground, you know, like almost yoga positions or whatnot. Um, and so I was really focusing on that because I personally did, I really wanted to try a birth without an epidural, Mm -hmm. not for the fact that. Oh, because I can prove it or whatnot. Like, oh, I don't need drugs. But I wanted to just see how far, it sounds weird, but how far I could take my body. Yeah. You know? And I don't know if it's some type of, because I am, I do like sports. I do like working out. That I also like to, in the gym, really push myself to see how many reps I can do. Yeah. Like physically push yourself. Yeah. Like see how much my body can do this. Yeah. You know? So... Which it's good because I think Germany also supports that idea of yeah. don't really give an epidural unless it's a, like the last, I guess, the last call of action because yeah. someone really doesn't want to. I mean, you can decide, but we can go into that in a bit. But so I really liked following her. And then she also had a podcast about good birth stories that I was listening to. And this was really, really happy. And I was deciding, okay, we're going to go to um, the Sachsenhausen. So right around the corner from us, you mm-hmm. know, hospital, it's already open, it's renovated. Perfect, perfect, wonderful. But then my baby was just breech the entire time. <laughs> so she wasn't turning. No. And so I did everything I could do. Um, and so even when we also went to a birth birthing course and it was in English and it was with all these expats who were also very, how does one give birth in Germany? <laughs> you know, what are the doctors going to do? Who's going to be in the room with us? Yeah. Um, in Germany, different from the U.S., you're really put in a room sometimes with a roommate. So yeah. you're going through labor with a roommate a bit well yeah not, not through labor but you're going through the first contractions yeah until same. you're in quote-unquote active labor which is a whole yeah other discussion but it was this really big how do you deal with that so th- these were my questions <laughs> in the birth course like how do you deal with going through labor when a, a woman over here with her husband or not this is during probably covid but pre-covid but mm-hmm. You know, I, I was just so confused by that because this is such an emotional time yeah. that you really want to almost be with yourself, by yourself to breathe and to think. But then you have this other woman who's kind of doing the same thing right next to you. Or might already have given birth. Or, yeah. Or, yeah. <laughs> we can or just have a baby. Yeah. There. Yeah. And you're like, okay, this is really hard. And I, 
because again, with the breathing, with the low moans and groans and, you know, getting into different positions to feel better. Yeah. But then you have someone right there that you do not know. And it's such a vulnerable position you're putting yourself in. So I was more during the birthing course wondering how, how did Germans, I don't want to say accept that, but what are, what are we doing? Yeah. Also, I think it was a good time to, you know, meet friends and, and get to know other, yeah, get to know other kind of expats who are also going through, you know, we had some people from uh, Japan in the class, some people from Canada, some people from Singapore, Norway, everyone in France, everyone was just so India. There's so many groups of who, what are we doing? Yeah. It's cool. It's like bring, brings people together when you're having a baby because we're all like going through the same crazy life changing things. Exactly. You instantly can connect with people. So that was the thing, but um, my baby didn't, you know, uh, she was breech. Yeah. And so my Hebama and my doctor said, okay, well, the university uh, clinic or the university hospital, they specialize in our region in breech births, mm-hmm. but also doing a um, technique that where the, they push the baby. This is after like 37 weeks. Yeah. They push the baby to try to turn it around, turn it around, but they have to give you drugs to really relax your placenta Okay. so that, you know, it's not anyways, that was then my first experience in a German hospital because I go there and it is COVID times, but the regulations just kind of got lifted. And so Eric, my husband was just outside and I said, well, and they said he could be with you with the procedure, but the procedure is only five minutes. But the hour, hour and a half before when they're giving you these drugs that kind of make you not feel well, um, he can't be there with you because of COVID. Yeah, stupid. Yeah. Even though every, we had the COVID negative test, yeah. we had the masks on. Anywho. So during my time, I was mostly arguing. I want my husband here. <laughs> I don't want to do this and that. I want my husband because I just felt like, why am I sitting here? And I'm so nervous for this procedure. Yeah. And you need support. Right. And so a lot of my, and so, right. So kind of, I guess, kind of backtracking a bit throughout my pregnancy, kind of the second to third trimester, I was really following this no epidural, getting into position, doing the moans and groans. Even when we went to the birthing course, it was, mm-hmm. um, yeah, getting into different, uh, positions with the ball, with the the ropes, with whatever. It was actually funny because I don't know how you felt, but um, our person made us get into these positions that were really like sexual. Yeah. <laughs> <You know>? yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute, like this is how we made the baby. Yeah. <laughs> this is also how we're gonna get it out. <laughs> I know, honestly, and it was this such a. It was, and then you're in a room with all these people and it's like, okay, now you get behind her and kind of like massage her back and like, you know, but kind of like push her almost like grinding up on her. And Eric's like, what are we doing in front of all these people? And again, because we're in Germany, I thought, well, we have to get used to this because we're going to have to share a room with someone. Um, So that was basically though my first, so, but then again, it changed because Dagny was becoming, or she was breech. So my options of giving birth vaginally 
were becoming just difficult. It wasn't going to be this easy, natural birth that I had envisioned. So that was kind of sad, but I thought, okay, I want to do everything possible to see if I still can give a, you know, natural birth. So they said that because it was my first birth, them trying to do the procedure where they move, mm-hmm. it it was like a 40% chance if that. Okay. So it was a most likely she wasn't going to be moved, but they said, "Hey, it's not going to hurt her." I mean, they have an ultrasound on her the entire time. Yeah. And the heart rate. And what they did was they gave me the medicine. And then for five minutes, they just kind of tried to turn her. Yeah. Did they grab your belly like really hard? Yeah. They basically kind of like pushed down and tried to break. And because what they saw was that her head was like massive. And it was basically almost in my rib cage. Oh, yeah. And so it was kind of just stuck. Yeah. So they tried to first like push Push her her down. down. Okay. But then she was doing, I mean, she was in a position where like one leg was in her hands and mm. another one, she was like doing the splits. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> and so she was just using my entire belly as just like room and just like there. And they just said they couldn't move her head, you know, they were trying and there was th- three, four doctors in the room because, wow. because it was a university hospital. Everyone wanted to see what was going on. Yeah, so they also have to like learn how yeah. to do it. And I'm like, okay, hey guys. And again, it really, it was a bit painful, but I thought to myself, Kari, if you're going to do natural birth, this is nothing. <laughs> <laughs> this is just pressure on my stomach that mm. kind of, that hurts. So I was trying to do the breathing techniques of, oh. you know, in and out, um, but it didn't work. And then I had to stay the night. Uh, okay. in the hospital because oh. they wanted to make sure that everything was fine and then that's when I realized how slow German hospitals are in the US your insurance only pays for like 12 hours 24 hours in the hospital they want you out as quick as possible yeah because they need the bed for another person because it's like quick turnaround yeah. I want more money mm-hmm. we're here it was hey can I see the doctor they said the doctor was going to come the next morning at 7:38 to yeah. check the baby and then I could leave they did not come till 4 p.m. the next day and so I just had horrible food. Ugh. I was in, I felt so bad. I was in um, this room with someone who had just given birth, but she had given birth to twins. Wow. And it was um, an emergency birth where she gave birth at 34 weeks. And oh I God. was at 37 or 38 weeks. And I was, oh my gosh, she already gave birth. And so her babies were, they had to be in the NICU for like two months. Oh, wow. And, and you had to share a room? I had to share a room with her. And I'm just over here. I mean, I'm emotional, but I'm crying for her. I'm like, when she's telling me the story, she's like, don't cry. They're healthy. I'm like, the babies. <laughs> yeah, the like, tiny babies. I know the tiny babies. And they were so small. And um, what made me also mad, which is another a whole other thing, but um, her husband. So she could, she, she had a C-section. So she kind of explained to me what was that about. But... Um, because it was COVID, her husband could only see the babies in the NICU once a week and he had to get all the tests done where she could see the babies because she was the mom every day, but only during a certain time frame. And I was just crying when she was telling me and yeah. I was so angry. This makes me so angry as well. Like this doesn't make any sense. Honestly, yeah. like the dad should have the same rights right. as the mom. Like you, it's your children. Like, and this is what I didn't, and this is again, kind of living abroad and not understanding why this is happening. Yeah. And I can I was 
I can argue a bit in German, but I'm much better in English. Mm -hmm. But I was so just angry that even, but it's not the Hibama's fault or the the nurse's, the midwife's fault. So you're just thinking, who is making these decisions? And at that time, I was so nervous. I was honestly thinking, how do I get back to the United States? Yeah. So I can give birth in the US and just like know exactly what's going on. Yeah. Because I don't like. I don't, because if something at issue happens, I find it horrible that like Eric couldn't be there. Yeah. You know? So all these emotions. So the procedure didn't work. She was still breech. And then they said, do you want to give a breech birth? Mm -hmm. You know, vaginally. Yeah. And then I was, no, I don't think so. And they're like, well. No, thank you. (laughs) Yeah, no, thank you. I was just so nervous. I'm like, uh, this is so, what I've read, it's so dangerous. But they were very, no, no. I mean, it's, you know, the studies that were done in Canada, because I've read the studies that, you know, they, they weren't doing this variable correctly and this variable correctly. But that was basically the preparation of birth. So at 37 weeks when she wasn't flipped. Mm -hmm. I then had to quickly, and I did, I mean, every day I watched videos about preparing for a C-section. Yeah. So then it was a quick turnaround. So that's why I, and then even reading in Germany, you know, how, how does it work in Germany differently than it does in the U S um, which there are some negatives and positives, with okay. in Germany with the C-section, which I can get into during my birth story. Um, <laughs> but, but so that was basically my last semester or my last semester, <laughs> my last trimester getting in is preparing for a C-section. Yeah. And were you feeling anxious about it or how are you feeling about the C-section? Yeah, I would say it's more anxious, but I was so nervous. Because in my mind, I thought, oh my gosh. And I know it was a, it's a 15-minute procedure. But and even with everything I was reading, I just know, though, that um, you have to sign this mm. waiver um, to say that you can have a C-section yeah. in Germany. And it goes through everything that could happen. And the doctor has to sit there. Tell you all the risks. Yeah. Even if they're putting you know uh, an epidural in you, all yeah. the risks, you know possible um uh become what's the word again that i'm looking for when you when you can't move your legs paralyzed paralyzed oh yeah yeah, Paral- yeah. They're, they're like okay so if we hit a nerve wrong you but might we be won't paralyzed. i've never seen it happen in my career but you might be you be, you'll become paralyzed yeah. oh, okay okay I'll and you have this. and you have to do that to get a c-section but then even when you get the c-section you know, they said, oh, well, you can bleed out. There could be something wrong with your digestion tract where we cut something oh, and then we yeah. have to take out your intestine. It's just like, yeah, uh, horrible. I know that I'm like, they, I just wanted a baby. they like, have I to die. inform you about these things, but <laughs> yeah. it's, just, it's really freaky. Like, Yo, yeah. I don't want to die. No. Yeah, exactly. And so you're just thinking, oh, what's going to happen? I'm going through this major abdominal surgery now. So instead of, yes, I'm having a baby as well, but I'm also doing this massive surgery. Is this what I want? And so a lot of my friends actually have had a Mm C-section and they said, oh no, it's, it's easy. It's fine. It's actually so much easier than birth. 
And so I was trying to pump myself up for it. But the whole time I was just, ah, oh, fuck. Like, what, what did I get? This baby, like this baby <laughs> has to come out and this is the only way yeah. to make sure the baby's safe and I'm safe because breech birth are, well, depending on your philosophy on it, it's I mean, dangerous. Uh, I've listened also to a lot of uh, birth stories about breech birth, but I, I think in, I would also go for C-section just because even though I don't know how risky it is, but still just that thought of if the baby gets stuck somehow or like... Yeah. Because that can be one of the risks, right? If the head doesn't if, come out because yeah, it can get feet stuck. Hurt. Yeah. I don't and know. then they can't breathe and then you have to do a C-section where the baby is like half out, half in. I guess you pull push out them, through. Yeah, you push, push them, them back, back in. in. Yeah. C-sec, like, and you're constantly trying to make sure that the baby's breathing. Yeah. And my baby was in the, there's different ways that a breech baby is. Either they're like Frank or they're in the scissors. And she was in the worst position to be born. Yeah. Normally, if you're, if the baby has like both legs in their hands next to their heads. Yeah, they should get up out with their butt first, right? Yeah. And it actually is. It's actually better yeah, that way. Yeah, I heard that too. But if you just have one leg, you're just like taking oh, the shit. leg out and... Yeah, that's not good. Yeah. No. So... C-section was the, the good option. Right. The well, better option. Honestly, <laughs> when I was even speaking at the university hospital, when I was speaking to the doctor, um, she was saying, you know, we, we have all these medical um, equipment and like statistics that breech births are possible would you want a breech birth and you know i was kind of tearing up because i just thought i, I don't know what's going on right now i this is my first birth i really yeah. am alone out here in germany yeah i don't know anyone who's had this issue and i i'm other than when i'm you know reading on uh you know youtube or reading on like articles about it that's yeah. in the u.s and you know she saw that and she said hey just let you know um my first baby was a breech birth and I thought, oh, wow, okay. Did, did you then have the baby vaginally? And she smiled and said, no. <laughs> I had a C-section. Yeah. And, then I, and then she's like, hey, I'm going to be honest. And this is when I kind of laughed, but she really said, you know, you don't have a proven vagina. Yeah. That's this That's proven, proven vagina. vagina. I don't have one. <laughs> and, so, and she said, I don't have one. She didn't have one on her first birth. And she said the people who actually do give breech births, right, they're people who might have had one or two kids before. Yeah. They know what labor's like. They know what to do. And they had maybe no um, epidural or no drugs beforehand mm-hmm. in the other births. And so they really just want to have vaginal birth and just yeah. see if it works. Yeah. But because it's my first, I have no idea what labor's like. I don't no. know what to do. I could be really traumatized by it because something could go wrong and yeah. Yeah. So, so with that knowledge, I did feel better. So I have to do thank that doctor a bit for kind yeah. of being honest with me. Cause yeah, I was just crying cause I was just scared. Yeah. And it's a difficult, I mean, a difficult decision to make if you, you have no idea what you're going into. So right. it's, it's good that she shared that with you, I think, because that's kind of what you need someone to be like, yeah, this is what I would do. Or like, I, I chose this. Right. I'm a doctor. So because yeah. exactly. Cause you don't have, I mean, when you, when you're an expat, you have friends around. 
Mm-hmm. But a lot of friends are, they're just living in different, because expats, I feel like, are living in a different world. Yeah, we live in a bubble. <laughs> yeah, we live in a bubble, and a lot of us are always contemplating going home. Yeah. And especially when you're trying to raise a family, a lot mm-hmm. of people say, I'm not going to raise a family here, I want to raise them in my home, or I'll have a baby here, but then I'm leaving. Yeah. And it's this weird, but then you're in these hospitals that are so culturally that country. Yeah. That you're dealing with. Yeah. And you just want to like, yeah, it's for birth, it's such a big thing. So you just want to feel comfortable. And it's also just important that you feel relaxed about it. Yeah. It's like, yeah, even like small things um, can like knock you out. I don't know if that's the right way to say it, but... Uh, little things like I wanted to really give birth in that same hospital where you were because yeah. it's like right next door. That's where I was uh, briefly hospitalized during my pregnancy, uh-huh. and I just felt like safe about that place. Yeah. And then I was told shortly before my birth, I don't remember when, that they were renovating their birthing section in oh, October yeah. where I was due. <laughs> so they were like, "Oh, sorry, you can't give birth here in October." <laughs> Yeah. And it was like a small thing that I had to find another hospital, but I cried like I oh, yeah. was bawling. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is what I have in my mind, this is what I have visioned. Uh-huh. I would be there and I could just walk there. Yeah. From where I live and now I don't know where I'm gonna give birth. <laughs> yeah. No, I know. And you're like, what are the better options? I don't yeah. know the options. Yeah. How do you find out the options? Yeah, and it's just like a it's a scary thing um, having to give birth. <laughs> so yeah. you just want to like know as much as you can. Exactly. Uh, in the end, I found like another small hospital that was also almost walking distance. It was walking distance. Just not if you have contractions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, it, it worked out in the end. But I think like I was... I mean, I think everyone is like a little bit uh, anxious for giving birth, oh, but yeah. somehow it got better towards the end because I also reached the point where I'm like, I don't want to be pregnant anymore. Uh-huh. I want to have this baby. Like it's been long enough now, nine months. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like in a way the anxiousness also got replaced by just like, I'm ready Yeah. to give birth. Yeah. I started, I mean, when I really, really couldn't, move or be comfortable yeah it's just really even walking yeah I was just like out of breath easier yes and I just thought I just don't want no to feel like this anymore I had like so much heartburn and I also gained like 25 kilos going up and down the stairs to the fourth floor I was like Let's uh, let's get this baby out, like. <laughs> okay, yeah, because you gain. I gain that much as well. Yeah, me too. People were like asking me, "Is this normal to gain so much weight?" I, was like, I don't know, <laughs> but what are you trying to say? Like, <laughs> no, yes. I remember. Yes, I remember meeting with some of the expats that we met in the birthing course, and they kind of <laughs> said, "Oh, yeah, in my country, if you gain, you know, over like ten or fifteen kilos, um, which is." in pounds that's okay 10 to 15 is like 25 to 30 pounds but yeah 20 to 25 is 45 50 55 pounds yeah 
And I was in the, I think I gained like 45 pounds. So I was, yeah, 20 or so kilos. Yeah. And seeing even that number and you're <laughs> thinking, oh my God, I weigh more than my husband now. Yeah. You know? And you're like, how big is this baby? <laughs> <laughs> the baby's only like three kilos. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like six pounds, seven pounds. Um, no, yeah. And I mean, that was another thing that I was just, kind of sick of gaining so much weight because yeah i just thought i want to be and this is this can be on another episode about bouncing back your your body not even i mean yes right after but really even moving forward and living this life that you had before you yeah. know it's yeah being it's active and not just not just about losing the kilos but just feeling like you have your body back because when you're pregnant, especially in the third trimester, you feel yeah. like sometimes kind of like an alien <laughs> or like you have this uh, big alien in your body and yeah. it's like dominating everything, Yeah, how you're feeling. So at some point you're also like, okay, I'm ready to not be pregnant anymore. Like, right. But that's, <laughs> that's, that's what I mean. I, I think at one point I realized how just laughable it was because <laughs> I, I normally do yoga all the time And then I started doing pregnancy yoga. Yeah. And up until I was, I was 37 weeks still going to my yoga course and trying to even, so you do a lunge forward and normally I'm, I would say I'm not so flexible, but I'm pretty good, let's say. And then now when I was pregnant, I couldn't even get my leg up. <laughs> I just was kind of like standing like my feet, maybe like two feet apart or like not even like, I guess. I don't know what that is in centimeters or meters, but it's mm. it's like shoulder width apart. That's all I could do. Yeah. I couldn't bend down. I couldn't do anything. And I just, I literally started laughing in my yoga class because I thought, what am I doing? I yeah. really am just kind of standing around, you know, <laughs> I'm saying I'm doing yoga, but I'm not because I'm just like, I can't do anything. No. I can't move because my, there's this big ball in front of me. Yeah. So yeah, that's, but that's basically how I prepared. I mean... Oh, one thing I want to ask, I mean, were you active during, were you working out, were you doing yoga as well? That reminds me. Yeah, I mean, that was kind of my plan to also like stay a bit fit during mm -hmm. the pregnancy. Um, that didn't work out so well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As I was saying, like during the second trimester already, I started feeling pretty bad. Mm -hmm. um, and it did get better later on in the third trimester. I would go for walks and things mm -hmm. like that, but... Not how I had imagined it. Like, I also tried doing some pregnancy yoga and these mm -hmm. things. But in the end, yeah, I just wasn't feeling that well in my pregnant body. No, so that's, I mean... I'm hoping for the next pregnancy, I will really try from the beginning to, yeah, do yoga and longer walks. And hopefully I will feel better in the next one. Fingers crossed. Yeah, not <laughs> but, <one>. um, <laughs> but no, I wasn't very active, unfortunately. Because I... I was very active, to be honest. I wanted to, I was so nervous about my post-pregnancy body yeah. that even though I gained 20, like two kilos, <laughs> so <laughs> I was just eating and eating. I was, oh, I, every day I was at the gym and I was there for probably like 45 minutes, but I would not, um, normally I would lift heavy pre pregnancy i would go to the gym and do a lot of lifting yeah but i would do like smaller sets because that's like what's gonna grow your muscles and whatnot mm -hmm. 
then during pregnancy, I was just kind of there almost maintaining, if that makes sense. Like I wasn't trying to gain muscle. I was just trying to maintain, but, um, I worked out on the Sunday and my baby came on the Tuesday. I was working out like up to, really up until the end, but it made me almost feel better. Like I was doing something, but then don't get me wrong. Like after I was like, okay, I'm actually really tired. I'm really hungry. (laughs) Yeah. So I did kind of tone it down, but, uh, yeah, it was kind of funny, like having people see me every morning. And even when I go to the gym again, they say, man, you were working out so like you're the longest pregnant person I saw, but I wasn't doing anything. It's like a lot of, you know, arms. Yeah. No, but I think that's actually also a good way to prepare for birth is to stay a bit fit because birth is tough. I mean, whether you recover, need to recover from a surgery yeah. or you have to like, yeah, push the baby out. It's like, that's a, that's a workout. I can tell. <laughs> no. And I will say, I would recommend being, staying fit and doing exercises because even though I had a C-section, I did bounce back much quicker than I think others Yeah. because I just was, I don't want to say, oh, I'm fit or whatnot, but I had the muscle to kind of, yeah. I didn't always need my abs, you know, or I was using a lot more of my arms and my legs to like do things that I think maybe because, because I was working out even though, yeah, because I had a C-section. Spoiler alert. I had a C-section. Spoiler alert. (laughs) Yeah. Um, but yeah. Okay. So interesting. Cause that's, that's basically how I prepared for birth. Yeah. Same here. So, um, next episode. I guess we'll start with the, our birth stories. Yes. I'm so excited because I love listening to other people's birth stories. Yeah. So, um, I'm I'm excited to hear your birth story. And I really am excited to even, yeah, with the perspective of being abroad, kind of being alone, but really with you and your husband or you and your partner. Yeah. Because that's really... Like team. Yeah, the team. <laughs> because that's really the only person you have. Yeah, for support. For support when you're abroad. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. Okay, well, until next time, um, thanks for listening to episode seven. Yes, thanks for listening. Bye-bye.